0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with RJ. If this is your first time listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe and follow and depending on what platform you're using, please don't forget to hit that notification bell so you know exactly when we release brand new episodes. Today's episode, we're going to be focusing on real wealth. Now this could go one of two ways, you could talk about financial wealth, or you can talk about things that really make a person wealthy, not pertaining to money like family, true friends, you know, a career with which you're happy. We're not going to talk about that stuff. We're going to talk about specifically financial wealth. Now, one thing that I've learned from actual wealthy people with whom I associate is that those who are really wealthy don't act quote unquote wealthy. But then again, you have to dissect what does it mean to be wealthy? Someone who is wealthy doesn't worry about money. They don't worry about how they're going to pay the bills. They're financially secure, and they are comfortable in their living. They have a legacy of financial stability that will last, you know, at least to their children and possibly even their grandchildren. But one thing that I've noticed amongst all the people that I've met that are very wealthy, they don't walk around with these extravagant gold chains and extravagant gold and diamond necklaces and all this super super expensive jewelry they don't do that if they go to a a high-end party or something like that yeah people are gonna pull out their their designer outfits and their designer jewelry and their designer watches and stuff like that because it's the it's the atmosphere that they're going to but on a normal walk around day when they're on their yacht or when they're walking around their house or when they're walking around in the office and business and wall street they're not doing that if they're in a massive skyscraper they're not wearing that stuff The nicest thing you'll see them in is maybe a really nice car. But I see so many people out there wearing these extravagant outfits, these extravagant uh, uh, jewels all over their body, and they can't afford it. You know, there's so many people out there in the world who buy these expensive uh, uh, designer dresses and outfits. They'll wear them to a party and then return them because they really can't afford that lifestyle. So they'll pretend that they're part of that lifestyle so that they fit in. But the interesting thing is, is that wealthy business owners don't do that. Look at how Bill Gates dressed or dresses, excuse me. Look at how how uh, the uh, the founder of uh, Apple, for some reason, uh, yeah, Steve Jobs. <laughs> I wanted to say like Cook was his last name, but yeah, look at Steve Jobs. Look at how simple he dresses. Look at the, or dressed. Look at the founder of Home Depot. Look at these multi-million dollar corporations. Even if you look at Donald Trump, he has this trademark black suit with a red tie. He doesn't walk around with all these diamonds and stuff like that. Yeah, his hotel's like all decked out and jeweled out, but look at how he dresses. Look at how real celebrities that are extraordinarily wealthy, look at how they walk around on a normal day. Even if you look at like hip hop stars, the hip hop stars that really have made it and made it extravagantly, those guys aren't walking around doing that kind of stuff. They kind of they're they're low key unless they know they're going to be in the public eye because they have a character they have to maintain. So, why am I bringing this up today? The focus of this uh, of this episode is to talk about real wealth. So many people want to achieve the symbols of wealth, i.e., a really expensive watch or a really expensive car or a really expensive a necklace or diamonds etc 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 they want to buy all this really expensive name brown stuff but they don't even own their own home which means they're blowing their money on stuff that doesn't make them money when you look at wealthy people they don't blow their money on pointless things they blow their money on stuff that's going to make them more money they're not going to sit there and spend so many hours buying this expensive really really ridiculously expensive car that's going to depreciate in value within a couple of months. They are definitely going to invest in cars that have increased in value in value such as classic cars like the 1979 Camaro, the 1969 Mustang, the the old school Chevy Novas, the old school uh, Corvette Stingrays. These incredible works of art that are collector's items that have actually increased in value. They will have collections of those. Additionally, each one of these wealthy people invest in real estate. They invest in having their own properties, not just one, but multiple properties that they manage because they know real estate is a very strong gainer of money. So for all those people out there right now, listening, if you have like-minded individuals who have halfway good credit or good credit at all, you guys could partner up and buy a home. And you don't, none of you live in that home. You use that home as an investment opportunity to expand and build money so that you can each start building a corporation for yourself or building a an ongoing uh, stream of money. But you want to make sure that you're, you're with like-money individuals who really want to get out of poverty, or really want to get out of of just barely making it. If you have a luxury car, but you're living in an apartment, If it's a luxury apartment, it's one thing. Okay, some people prefer apartments over houses. Okay, to each his own in that that instance. But if you're living in a low-income apartment, yet you're driving a high-class Mercedes uh, sports car or a Lamborghini or Ferrari, you're not managing your money well. The wealthy have things in their names. They don't have things in other people's names. Being wealthy is knowing how to manage your money. Knowing how to make sacrifices for what you might want right now, so you can have what you want later on down the line. Rather than buy an 80 inch, flat screen, high definition, super top of the line TV, that's going to have you in a lot of debt for a long time, why don't you just get a simple TV that works now, get a simple vehicle that gets you where you need to go, get clothing from affordable uh, stores and and websites or whatnot, and save your money up buy a home, get mul- the more people you have that are willing to go on, on this, the safer the investment looks to the bank. Because you're going to have to go unless you you hit the lotto or you make it big and you start making great money doing uh, as an influencer or whatever the case may be. Yeah, you can make money better than the average person. But if you have multiple people that actually have halfway good credit or decent credit, you guys can all go to the bank and have a multiple uh, uh, petition for a loan. And, and they will grant that loan because they see there's three or four or five people with good enough credit to actually make this loan payment work you guys can all put your money together and pay the mortgage and then you can work to get a construction uh, um, construction uh, loan which will add on to the property and you can increase your monetary value by selling that house or that property for double what you paid for it then you can divide that money and you can all start making your own investments with money to put down But if you have a team you can accomplish so much more that's why if you look at most of the property owners in los angeles los angeles california united states for those of you guys who are outside of the us if you look at the owners of properties out here the majority of the big property owners such as the parking lots such as the skyscrapers the movie theaters shopping centers etc in these massive apartment complexes if you look at the people who own that nine times out of ten it's a group of partners who put their money together to make this happen one of the biggest reasons why there's so much poverty is because there's such a lack of unity if there was more unity more people can get together create a solid business plan and say we're going to get out of here out of poverty and we're going to make it but rather they would rather have the easy route of let's go ahead and just see it on welfare or and this is not knocking anybody on welfare who absolutely needs welfare. Welfare is there for those who are in need of it. But there are many people on welfare who do not need it that would just rather get the handouts than actually have to work. Those are the people about whom I'm speaking. If you don't need welfare, but you're getting it because of the fact that it's easier to get welfare and you can go ahead and blow that money on stuff you don't need. No, that's not right, in my opinion. I think that the people who are making less than the money they need to survive are absolutely are inable, unable excuse me, to make a good living working a job those are the people that need welfare Th- welfare is supposed to be a temporary help to help people get on their own feet and support themselves but there are people who are fully functioning fully happy but would rather just go on and stay on welfare so they can get the free money everyone likes free money but what does that do it's not enough money to help you get out of poverty it's enough money to keep you in poverty but to pay some of your bills if that so if you were to get a couple of people who have the same mentality, start assessing. And what I mean by the same mentality is, you all wanna get out of poverty. You all wanna make something of yourself. You all wanna grow. You hear the term often, and it's such a cliche term, but it's so true. You need, to, you need money to make money. But the caveat on that, the point is, you don't need that much money to make money because the wealthy don't use their own money to make money. They use bank money, they use investor money, and then they pay that money back and they never lose their money. That's what smart business people do. Now we can easily say, well, they have more assets than we do or they have more resources than they do. You're absolutely right. But many of those people started from where we were and now they're where they are. What's the difference? The difference is that they were determined to get out of the hood, the hood I grew up in. They were determined to get out of poverty they're determined to not be a stereotype. I know lots of business owners, and every one of their stories are strong and full of resilience and determination. And I love I love talking to Punjabi Indian and and Asian culture individuals who own businesses, uh, and my my Jewish friends who own businesses. I love talking to these individuals because I've learned so much. I've I've met with and I have good uh, associations with business owners of all different racial backgrounds. And I've heard so many, the majority of those stories that I've heard about how they started up, came from having good partnerships. Good people who were also willing to make the same choices and really work with them. Good people who were willing to be all in. The amount of money that you have in this project doesn't necessarily mean anything because you're all looking to benefit from it. If you can all get on the same page and say, you know what? We're getting out of poverty. We're going to get our own homes. We're going to get our own places. How are we going to do that? One of the easiest and fastest ways to get out of poverty is to get something that makes you money. And one of the most common things that makes people money are properties. So if you can get a property by getting multiple people who can actually afford to pay the mortgage, let's say the mortgage is going to be $2,000 a month for the property that you're interested in. So if you get five people and each one of you guys puts $500 in that, two people pay a thousand, two people pay a thousand, so that now you got $2,500 going in there. $2,500 going uh, going in this one, you're paying it. You're paying the bills and, you, and you're giving a little more for that mortgage. But you can actually rent that property out for, you know, while you're also building in the backyard, you can rent that property out for $3,000 depending on what the housing market is in that area. What you wanna do is you wanna turn a profit. So you can go ahead and keep putting money on there, but you're gonna rent it for $3,000. You can take that, that extra thousand or whatever the case may be. You can take that extra money and you can put that money into a construction loan and then start financing another build in the backyard. If there's enough space to build multiple units, you can build right there and while you and, and keep in mind, let's say the house was worth $500,000. You know, let's say that just for a simple number, the house is worth $500,000. You bought it, you know, you and your partners, you guys came together, you bought it, you guys are paying for the mortgage. Now you're adding another property in the back in the backyard. By adding this property in the backyard, you're actually going to, you're going to result in increasing the equity or which will be the value of the home now. What equity is is the difference between, like, how much the house was worth when you paid for it when you bought it, and how much it's worth now. So let's say you put two or three units in the back, two or three uh, little apartments in the very backyard or in the backyard, and connect them to the uh, to the main house, or just have them sit in there and built one on top of the other. You can add rent for each one of those properties, each one of those units. I mean, so. Let's say the housing market skyrockets. The house before you uh, before you added those extra units on it, let's say they, they were to reappraise the house. Now the house is worth about $700,000 without the extra units in the backyard. But now you have these extra permitted units in the backyard and now the amount of uh, worth your house that the property is now is $1.5 million. 1.5 million dollars is how much that property is worth now so the equity that you have which is the growth of how much money be to, uh, how much money your house was worth when you bought it to now what it, you can sell it at or what it's worth to be sold you just got a million dollar profit and if you have five friends you can do the math you can divide uh um, 1 million divided by five And that's that's a pretty, pretty good chunk of change, if you really think about it. Because that's more money than the average person gets. So what are we going to do? Are we going to stay in poverty or are we going to move out? That really just depends on you. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people stay in poverty is because they're not willing to do what it takes to get out of poverty. Going out and selling drugs and doing something illegal is not doing what, it's, what it takes. That's the simple way out. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. I'm not gonna sit there and, and say it's not. I'm not gonna say it's all easy. But the thing is, is that that's not money that you can really be proud of. It's money you gotta really get rid of because you never know when your turn's gonna come up to get shot, to get killed, to be put in jail, or put in prison. But when you sell properties, you can sleep at night, be comfortable, be happy, and just think. If you were to sell a house that you bought for $500,000, you have five people that help put the money together to get this loan. And now you're able to sell it at 1.5 million. That's $1 million of equity, $1 million of profit you guys are gained from this house divided by five people, which would be $200,000 per person. Now, just keep in mind there are going to be some fees, you know, the real estate agent fees, taxes, stuff like that. So it'd be a little bit less than 200,000 in the long run. But the fact is, is how many of us have a hundred thousand dollars or $200,000 in the bank right now? If you were to have something like that, you can easily buy your own property again, or you can all put your money together and you guys can actually have more collateral in the bank that will allow you to buy an even bigger property that you can turn into a business building. The thing is, is that sometimes getting out or getting the the, the future that you really want depends on the people around whom you surround yourself. So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna keep making excuses that it's the government's fault you can't get out of debt? Are you gonna make excuses that it's it's to color your skin that that makes you not able to get out of debt or out of uh, out of poverty that you can't just you can't get ahead because of this or that or this that's called the victim mentality that's also something that the wealthy do not suffer from oh well, yeah it's because they're wealthy no it's because they refuse to see themselves as victims there are people and there have been many stories of individuals who had so much money but blew it all away lost everything because they didn't have the go-getter mentality that it is that is required for a wealthy person to have and maintain. Wealthy people, you you look at some of the the, the celebrities in hip hop industry. A lot of those guys are go-getters. They do whatever it takes to hustle and get their brand out there. You see, you walk down the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Hollywood, California. You walk down there you'll always see guys out there handing out their cds or handing out uh, uh thumb drives with with their music or or telling people about their their music and playing their songs so that people can hear and listen and actually somebody might get the attention and go wow these guys are good and give them a shot you hear that all the time because they're hustlers they're willing to go out there and do what it takes to achieve the future that they want in fact that's going to be another episode i'm going to i'm going to have later on another time But the thing is, is that in the end, more often than not, the reason a person is in poverty is because the choices that person chooses to continue making. Notice what I said, notice the words that I said. More often than not, the reason why a person is still in poverty is because the choices that they choose to keep making. Are you throwing your money away in businesses opportunities products vehicles or other industries that are not benefiting you financially if you are you're the reason why you're still in poverty you can have an incredible business plan but if you're not willing to go out there and do what it takes to make that business come to life you're just wasting money you have to be honest with yourself if you feel you have what it takes then go do what it takes to make that dream happen go out there and make your business come alive build it up figure out a way to make it happen but do it the right way do it the legal way because seriously there are people out there way more powerful than you are and if you want to stab them in the back they can blackwall you they can keep you from achieving the greatness you want to achieve because they know the people you're about to meet but if you do everything honorable and you continue on, your time will come. There may still be people who try to resist you, but I'm telling you, if you're willing to do what it takes the right way, you can break in to the most secure areas of life and class and and success. Because nothing will keep out your potential except for you. You might fall, in, or you might run into some walls on the way up there, but guess what? there's still another way and if you're meant to do it it will happen but you got to do your part you can't expect it to just fall in your lap and happen for you that rarely rarely ever happens and when it does happen to people they weren't planning on it so uh if you're planning on it happening like, like like that for you you're in for a rude awakening you have to be willing to go out there you have to find people who are hungry because i'm telling you look like, I've known so many guys who are drug dealers out there who have sold immense amounts of drugs to people. And, you know, I used to hear them all the time talking about, oh, yeah, man, I make money. I make money, man. I be getting that money. I got so tired of hearing them say that. And I asked him, what's the most amount? Uh, what is the, uh, the largest amount of money that you've ever held at one time? He's like, what, cash? I'm like, yeah. He said 20,000. I held like 20,000. Another guy said I, heard, I held a million. It wasn't his, but he held a million dollars. And another guy told me he held about 50,000 once again wasn't his but he held it you know what it felt like he's like man that's a lot i'm like that's more money than the average person but that's not getting money and you see this is this is why we think that's getting money oh my gosh making five thousand dollars a month is getting money it's a comfortable life yeah that's getting more money than the average person that's a comfortable life But if you just keep your parameters to that little small box, you're missing out on your full potential. Because in order to become wealthy, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Because staying in your comfort zone keeps you from growing. We're so programmed and conditioned to think that getting money is just getting a little bit extra. But I tell you, this is what getting money is, which is what the wealthy do. The wealthy go, you know what? I feel like having lunch in Paris today and then make one phone call to their private pilot or to the corporation that they use to, uh, fly their, uh, fly private planes and private charter jets. They call them and say, Hey, I want to go to Paris in two hours. I'll be at the airport. I want you to take me in Paris in two hours. And they'll say, okay, they'll make it happen. They swipe their card or they have an account already with the airline. Cause I'm sure, you know, they're, they're repeat users. And then they go out and they get on that plane. And then they they fly, and that plane's ready to leave the tarmac once they get there. Getting money is walking up and seeing something you like and getting it without asking how much it is, because you like it. That's getting money. Getting money is coming home to a home that is yours, not one you're renting. Getting money is being able to sleep. Sleep in if you want to. If you want to. Most wealthy people, they don't sleep in like that. They take vacations, but they don't sleep in like that because when you're sleeping, you're not making money as much as you would be if you're actually doing something. So, yeah, you can go ahead and think you're getting money by playing around and getting a little extra. Or you can say, I'm going to actually start getting money. Quote, unquote. I'm going to go have lunch where I want to have lunch at the blink of an eye when I want to. If I want to take a vacation, I'm going to take a vacation and I'm not going to lose money for doing it. If I want to sleep in and come in late because I can, because I own the company, that's getting money. If your company will not exist without you, you're, you're on the right path, but you're not there yet. The wealthy don't have to go to every business meeting, they'll be there because they're passionate about the business, they want to be involved in everything. But they can go ahead and say hey keep me informed they can be on a jet on the way to to greece if they want to be and be having uh, a meeting in their plane while everybody else is inside that office that's get money so the first step if you really want to quote unquote get money the first step is to make the decision that you're tired of being in the poverty levels of the world the next step is to get like-minded individuals who have good enough credit to actually make this happen and if they don't have good enough credit then it's time that you all work together to figure out a way to straighten your credit up how do you lower the total level of uh, the total credit usage which means all the credit you have available to you how do you lower that to 30 percent or or lower that's the magic number now i'm not going to go into detail about you know credit usage and building credit because there are tons of youtube videos out there right now on how to do that now, honestly, I'm not going to try to address that point to the rest of the world, because honestly, I don't know how credit works with the rest of the world. I don't know if they have, you know, the same credit requirements. I don't know if they look at credit the same. I don't know if credit is as, is as important in other parts of the world as it is in the United States. I don't know. I've never looked into it, honestly. I've never asked people from other countries about that question. So this That advice would be more so to people in the United States, especially people in California, because, you know, it's expensive to live out here, as well as in New York. It's very expensive to live in certain parts of the United States. So if you have individuals who are tired of being impoverished and really want to do something bigger, then find a need and fill a need. That's where the greatest creations are. If there's a need for housing, why don't you both, why don't you and a group of your friends that have the same hunger, go buy a property and turn that one house into an apartment complex with five or six units in it that's five or six families that you're able to put in that one building you can also ask to uh, you know when you raise enough equity and money you can also ask to buy the uh, neighbor's property if the neighbor is willing to sell you can do the same thing You can buy old parking lots, old abandoned areas, and you can turn those areas into places that will accommodate a need. Find a need, fill a need. If you don't have friends that are hungry and determined to do what it takes to get out of poverty, go to places where where people like that exist and live. Because I'm telling you, they're there sometimes it takes like-minded individuals who are willing to sacrifice now so they can have later and that is the facts of life that is so true there are tons of immigrants who've come to this country with no money and today they own some of the most successful restaurants like oh what's the color of the skin no that's bs there are there are successful business owners from africa from mexico from from Greece, uh, uh, from Italy, from all over the world, India, just anywhere in the world, people have come to this country and so many of them come with nothing in their pocket, no financial means. They live in a car and then they built an empire because they had the tenacity, which means they were willing to keep coming back. Even when they hit a wall, they keep climbing. They had the resilience. Every time that got knocked down, they got right back up and kept coming for you. There was an American boxer back in the, uh, I think it was the 60s or 70s. I I know it's about that time frame. His name was Joe Frazier. They called him Smoking Joe Frazier. And one of the biggest reasons why they called him that, actually the reason they called him that, was because people knew that if you fought Smoking Joe Frazier, he came at you like a smoking freight train. You can hit him, but he'll keep coming for you. You hit him, hit him, hit him, he'll keep coming for you. Muhammad Ali really loved fighting him because he was a heck of a fighter. He was not easy to knock down. And if you wanna get out of poverty, that's what you need to do. You need to keep coming like a freight train. You need to make everyone around you realize that you're just not gonna stop until you get out of poverty. And you might not, you, you might wanna say, you, your plan might start off saying, We're going to have a group of people who are going to buy a property or buy some things and we're going to grow it together and then once we get the money that we really want we're going to branch off and do our own thing yeah you guys can do that or you can keep on staying as partners and you're able to manage more areas you can organize better you guys can manage more areas and buy properties in different parts of the country and later on different parts of the world where all of you guys can become equal partners and build firms where you have people working for you and keeping you posted so where you're just overseeing things. It can happen. So really assess that. So just remember, staying in poverty is really most often because of the choices we continue to make. So if we stop making those choices and start thinking like a wealthy person or a person of success, we will most likely achieve the goals we want to achieve. Thank you for spending time with Real Talk on (laughs) excuse me thank you for spending time with real talk with rj have a good night